Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And I have a question for all of you HR people leaders out there. Are you tired of the tedious, manual, time-consuming process you call HR reporting? Whether you're doing it weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, you know the process sucks. You're going into all your different HR systems. You're pulling out all these messy spreadsheets, and you're trying to pull it together to get a data-driven view across your entire workforce. But you're always thinking there has to be a better way. And you know what? You're absolutely right. That's why EmployeeCycle created your very own people dashboard that has pre-built integration connectors to the most popular HR systems out there to be able to automatically bring all your data into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze all your people data together. Are you using systems like Bamboo HR, namely ADP, Trinet, Paylocity, 15.5, Lattice, Lever, who knows, whatever you're using, we can pull that data into your people dashboard automating your process so you can truly have one HR source of truth. Please go to Employee Cycle to check us out. You can get a demo and learn more about how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Lynn Cotton. She's the Senior HR Director at Acopia. And today we're going to discuss How to Help Employees Become Healthy Mentally, Physically, Emotionally, and Financially. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Lynn! Welcome! Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for having me. So, Lynn, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? So I started HR um, over 20 years ago. So well, let's just say I was selling Girl Scout cookies at the same time and um, loved the idea of being able to partner and help people, um, you know, not only in appreciation and making their days a little bit easier, but in really being able to, you know, offer insight around policy and program development. You know, so often we engage as employees um, you know, in a company. And so for me, HR offered an opportunity to not only engage as an individual contributor, but to be someone that could have a voice and develop meaningful programs and policies um, that really make a difference in our employees' lives. Awesome. So today we're talking about helping and keeping employees healthy across a couple of different areas. And I appreciate you actually doing a deeper dive into all these areas Because you'll see a lot of blog posts and videos and articles where people are talking about employee health and employee mindfulness and well-being. And they'll give a little bit about what that means, but it's such a ubiquitous term. It's really hard to know what that actually means. So today, I'm really excited to really go into some of the ways how you truly can help your employees become healthy. And so I want to kick this off with first asking you, what is mental health? What, what does that mean to you to have your employees be mentally healthy? And then let's start digging into what kind of things can your company do to really help them get there? Absolutely. So mental health um, for us at Acopia is really around an employee's ability to engage 
um, to be self-aware, to reflect, and more importantly, articulate their wants and needs. Got it. That was very succinct. I like it. Okay, so when it comes to mental health, and on one hand, people are always trying to connect the dots in regards to if you're going to do this initiative, then it, it has to show some type of ROI. But I think we can just skip that and we can just all believe here that all these types of health are important and you don't have to track to see how it's going to lead back to performance because it's just something that you just should be doing in the first place. So I want to go right into, from a mental health standpoint, what kind of things are you doing to help your employees either get to a place where they're mentally healthy or if they already do feel like they're in a good place, how do you help keep them there? Absolutely. So when you think about HR as a business partner and and how the industry of of human capital management has evolved, you know, we went through the um, transition and they still exist today and very valuable. But what I'm speaking to is employee assistance programs, right? So these are these tools and resources that help employees when they're going through life challenges. So maybe they're going through a life change, um, you know, they're new to parenthood, they are going through a divorce, you know, they are struggling with anxiety or depression. And so a traditional, I would say, look back 10 years team would uh, refer, a manager would refer that employee to the, to the department and connect them with that employee assistance program so that they could get, you know, counseling and resources available to them. And so fast forward to today and sort of where we see mental health being. So mental health is this broad term, right? So it's, it's stress, you know, it's anxiety, it's depression, it's struggling with resilience, it's struggling with, you know, success burnout, it's, it's coping skills. It's a number of these things that, you know, we call adulting, you know, 2.0, adulting 3.0, you know, life can be really challenging, you know, and then there's a mental health that is more clinical in nature, you know, where there are chemical imbalances, where there are the need for psychiatric services. But I would say from from an employment perspective, we want to make sure that not only do we serve the population of that need those clinical resources and we're connecting them through the medical provider, we're connecting them through the EAP services, but we're also helping with those day-to-day challenges. And so when we look at a workforce that is multi-generational, each generation has different ways in which they have engaged in life, engaged in work experiences, um, life experiences, and their resilience and how they cope. Uh, communication styles, all of these things have really been, you know, challenged. And I think in areas specifically for our generational groups around millennials or Gen Z, um, this group is a much more naturally anxious group. And I think that for employees, when you're doing your day-to-day job and you have these moments where you're stressed or you're anxious or you're struggling with depression and you're in you know, a down, you know, cycle and you have these self-doubting thoughts and you have these, these, this internal critic, if you will, that keeps you from communicating effectively, that prevents you from being able to ask what you need from understanding, you know, boundaries, how to honor your own boundaries, how to set boundaries. These are areas that we're trying to help our employees with. So we've developed a comprehensive program that speaks to emotional intel. So it's bringing a number of resources, whether those are podcasts, whether they're interactive sessions, we invite clinicians to be part 
um, of a, of the Zoom meeting. We record that. Um, we uh, partner with um, our vendor is Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so they have a great wellness benefit. And so we're tapping into that as far as managing stress where they can actually work with like, a live coach um, in areas um, that way. But it's providing a lot more education and creating an environment where we're all on the same page. We're all speaking the same language, right? So if we're all sort of exposed to you know healthy boundaries and we're all learning sort of how the brain works, that primitive brain that, you know, prefrontal cortex brain, um, and just all of those natural things. It's human, that human behavior of wanting to self-doubt, that human behavior. You know, we've heard the word self-sabotaging. You know, so we want to be able to provide as many resources as we can in education. And that's why we call it emotional intel, because we want to give you as many resources and opportunities to sort of challenge beliefs and thoughts to say, if this hasn't been working for you, if you're not getting the results that you want, if you... Um, continue to engage in behaviors or thought patterns that you know aren't serving you, here's an opportunity to consider a different way. And while that's not a traditional role for HR, we really believe that providing a lot of information around emotional intel will help our employees sort of um, be much more you know, productive individuals, not only in their community, but at work. So it's really a cascading effect. And I think that's also really the foundation and how employees can be successful in other areas of health, like you know, physical health and, and financial health. So the things that keep us from being you know, active or meeting that goal of, of hitting that 10-minute walk a day or making sure we're staying on budget um, is no different than the overeating issue or the overdrinking issue or, or the buffering issue. Or you know, I'd rather watch you know, eight hours of Netflix binge you know, than engage with you know, family activities. You know, so all of the reasons why we have these avoidant behaviors all really kind of come down to emotional intel. So we're hoping that our program, as it continues to develop and our employees engage, will just sort of provide them maybe resources or perspective that they didn't otherwise have, either in their family life or in their previous work experience. And you're knocking it out the park. All the questions that I had as follow-up, you're just nailing them. So that was great. I'm going to go to the next area of employee health, which is physical health. How are you helping your employees in that area? And what does that look like? So physical health is one of those things that are challenging, right? So, you know, we go every year for our annual physicals. So, you know, we're rewarding our employees to participate in their annual physicals or to participate in, again, Blue Cross Blue Shield, our vendors. They have a personal health assessment. And so we know that prevention is key. Early detection is key. So we're providing incentives around those actions so that employees can be informed and take action. Um, we also know that from a physical perspective, stress is a key area. I mean, it, it has been under, it's been an under focus, you know, and it's systemic and it creates downstream impacts long into our future selves that we may not even realize today. So we incent our employees to participate in a managing stress program. Um, and that's something that they can do that's self-guided, or it's something that they can partner with a wellness coach through the Blue Cross Blue Shield program if their learning style and personality style needs that sort of interactive uh, component. We also know that obesity, and so recent statistic that I read that 74% of the United States falls into the category of obese. And so we know that being overweight or being obese certainly increases your risk for high blood pressure, diabetes, and all of these comorbidities that we're hearing about more so now than ever, um, given our recent healthcare you know, um, crisis and, and pandemic. 
And then, of course, the other area is, is smoking and tobacco sensation. So if we can incent and reward our employees to manage their stress, to achieve a healthy weight, uh, to uh, quit or reduce their dependency on nicotine, those are areas that will certainly benefit them financially because it's expensive. Um, those areas are expensive. And those healthcare uh, related activities and acute care, chronic care conditions are certainly expensive. Um, but that's our focus for the our physical pillar for this year. Got it. I'm learning a lot here. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. So what about the emotional health of your employees? Talk to me about that. So emotional health is that ability to like understand where happiness comes from, right? And, and engagement. And, you know, as employees, we look to leaders, we look to coworkers, we look at our environment. And if we're not happy with that, it's like, man, my, my work environment, you know, isn't the happiest. It's not the most engaging. Like this isn't fun for me, you know, or we, we look externally with all of these expectations and then we find evidence of disappointment, right? Because having expectations, um, that are not based on, um, you know, facts that are perceptions that are probably led by, um, you know, that inner critic um, lack of, you know, understanding and putting those boundaries in place, you know, lack of ability to sort of articulate, you know, what I need to feel um, appreciated or valued. We throw it in this umbrella of like happiness. And so, or dissatisfaction. And those are really broad terms. And so, you know, our goal under emotional health is to provide education in those areas um, and to provide a larger vocabulary. So if I, as an employee, feel disconnected, you know, from my supervisor or disconnected from my team, or if I don't feel like I'm like my voice is heard in a, in a team meeting, you know, we want to be able to provide tools and resources so they can kind of pick that apart a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts that are you that you have that sort of make you feel this way. And then when you start breaking these out a little bit, using some of the tools and the podcasts and the resources that we're providing to our employees, that helps them bring that conversation to that manager to sort of improve that experience. Awesome. And then to bring it home, financial health. Financial health. So let me tell you, every survey so I've been to a numerous, you know, HR, uh, you know, conventions and conferences even prior to the pandemic. And we knew that financial stress was the number one distractors for employees in the workplace. And so we were encouraged and motivated by the fact that we can improve this. We can bring a resource to the table. So we chose to partner with the Dave Ramsey Solution Smart Dollar Platform. Um, at, and we pay for this. This is no cost to our employees. So our employees can enroll in this platform. And those who may be uh, familiar with the Dave Ramsey Solutions or financial piece, the Smart Dollar is really their business platform version. And so as an employer, we're able to reward and incent our employees based on sort of engagement points with the platform. But this provides employees the opportunity to create a budget, to get um, advice on how to be intentional with debt management, meeting their savings goals, wealth goals. And that entire platform is around being intentional in your action. And it also provides a great number of resources. Again, not necessarily a traditional HR role. But again, if we have an employee who comes into work every single day and half their day is a worry about their light bill or their student loan debt, you know, or their mortgage or their car debt, and or they want to meet their savings goals, they're not even sure how to do that. It's like, how much can an employee really invest in their retirement plan to plan for the future if they don't even know how much money is going out the door? And so this is a way for us to sort of 
have an offering for employees to provide yet another reason. And so if we can take financial management off their number one worry at night, that certainly opens the door for them to focus on other areas around family um, and around sort of really meeting their personal goals. And so um, that's an area, you know, that we're starting with this year and into the next. And then certainly want to see this grow when it comes to estate planning and some of those things that we don't typically, they're not fun conversations. You know, you're not going to, you know, go to a, a cocktail mixer and start talking about, hey, what's your estate planning look like? What's your real look like? You know, not exactly the most happy conversation, but, you know, I think if anything, 2020 has sort of highlighted the fact that thinking through some of these things that are really important when it comes to, you know, estate planning, will planning, you know, sort of what do we want that legacy to look like would be an extension of, you know, financial management and just sort of offers that peace of mind. So, you know, the time to plan isn't during a crisis, uh, whether that be a personal crisis, financial crisis, you know, um, or crisis out in the world market for us, you know, it's really sort of that preparedness. And that's really how we want to help partner with our employees. You did a great job of summarizing all four of those key pillars of your strategy. And the reason why I wanted to run through all of them first is because I have some general questions around how do you deal with all these areas. And so the first is, where's the line of where personal accountability starts and then where the company needs to step in? Because as you were talking about boundaries before, helping employees set their own personal boundaries, I'm curious, what do boundaries look like when you're trying to help an employee, especially if sometimes it's really hard for them to either ask for help or even want the help in the first place? Absolutely. And so for us, it's, you know, it's, it's a couple of approaches, one uh, at, at a global. So when we think globally, we're doing a number of campaigns that just kind of spotlight these resources. Um, they're available for you. Here's how they could potentially be a benefit uh, you know, to you. Um, and then from a, at the individual level, at, you know, when it, well, let me, let's take it to, uh, from global to management level. And so then we partner with our managers to say, you guys are, you manage your teams, you know, your employees fast, you know, employees are with companies and they stay in jobs because of that relationship, you know, with their supervisor. So more often than not, our managers are really connected with our employees' lives. You know, they know about their families, they know their struggles, you know, and their hardships. And so, you know, educating our managers around the resources that are available to say, hey, Joe, I, you know, I heard, you know, you were, you know, having a really difficult time. You know, I, you know, I understand that you're going through a divorce, just so you know, here's a resource that's available to you. And then Every manager has a different, uh, you know, management style. And so if they encounter a situation in which they're not comfortable or familiar, we're asking them to kind of redirect back to, to HR. You know, and honestly, the number one, um, you know, I guess, you know, advocate for employee resources and how this can help you is peer to peer. You know, so if Joe's going through a divorce and he's having a conversation with a teammate and they have a similar experience or maybe they've engaged, you know, with the WELL program in a way that was beneficial to them, you know, they're a fantastic advocate to say, check this out. And it might be a resource or this may be a different like a program, you know, or an area that you can explore that might make your situation a little less painful or your journey in life feel a little less constrained, you know, or lonely. And then obviously as an employer, you know, it's, these are offerings, right? So they certainly, you know, don't have to engage in any of these things, but it's a way for us to say and recognize that life is not black and white. It is so mirroring shades of gray. Um, and we know that when you're going through life challenges, 
um, that it's absolutely going to have an impact, you know, on your work, you know, and our goal is to help you be the very best you that you can be while you're here. And so if we're able to spotlight, you know, opportunities that can help you, we certainly want to do so. Nice. And then my last question is around how do you customize or, or not customize any of these offerings to your workforce? You know, everybody has their own unique snowflake and everybody deals with all four of these issues in totally different and unique ways. So how do you figure out how, how do you figure out the best way to provide something that's broad enough where it's a catch-all so that regardless of what anyone's working through, there's a solution there to potentially help them, but also custom enough where there's a solution or there's some type of service or product that can help each individual employee with their unique set of challenges that they're dealing with. Absolutely. So, so first off, it's a, you know, again, kind of going up to that global level, you know, we're looking at, you know, sort of collectively through surveys and through asking what are the key areas that we can help in, you know, what are the primary areas that most people struggle with on a day-to-day basis. But then in each one of these pillars, you know, we have an internal website, all of this information available um, in all of our intro videos into each sort of segment and area and sort of what that objective is of each one solicits, like let us know if you come across something in life or if you experience something on your team, or if you notice a, a trend or a theme, bring that to the table so that we can incorporate that in broader global, you know, future programs. But at that individual level, I think that we do a really good job of call us. Let's have a conversation. It's all about communication. Every person is sort of that unicorn and that unique snowflake and their situation may be a little bit different um, or they may have, you know, excelled in one area from a skill set perspective, but they really need some help in another area that's a little more refined. So that's when it becomes a conversation where if we have the resources available, we're certainly going to spotlight those or we're certainly going to invite them or offer for them to connect with um, a, a coach or through um, a clinical you know, advisor, you know, um, somebody in the behavioral health area through our employee assistance program. So if it's not something that we can spotlight internally, then we're certainly going to let them know what their external and their community resources are. Lynn, this has been a ton of insight and a lot of great information. I can't say how happy I am with all the information that you shared and how much wisdom that you were able to share with the HR community. I know that I was taking notes as you were talking, and I'm sure a lot of the people who will be listening to this will be taking notes and probably listen to it a couple of times to get everything that you said. So thank you for being such an awesome podcast guest. Really appreciate you. I'm glad I can help. So thank you. Awesome. So Lynn, where can people find you and Ecopia online? Absolutely. So you can find our website at acopiahomeloans.com. We also offer loans and services through accuratemortgage.com. So either way. And of course, you're welcome to email me. I'm happy to provide any insights. Uh, You know, my email address is lcotton at myacopia.com. Great. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone who enjoyed this episode as much as Lynn and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes because it shows that we're providing great content and who doesn't want to get some kudos on the internet. Also, if this is the very first time you're listening to one of our podcast interviews and you came here because you thought that the topic was super compelling, 
or you're already a huge mega fan of Lynn and you just had to come here to support her because you wanted to hear what she was going to say, but now you're hungry for more episodes, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast players. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.